Welcome to the Rough Housing Podcast. Uh, I'm Justin Rourke. This is John Pico Baby Martin, Hello. my counterpart. Uh, today we are joined by Aaron Keefe of Guild Mortgage and uh, Jonathan Lang from Home Goal Lending. Great to right? be here, boys. That's correct. Up. Okay. Anyways, uh, they are in the lending world, and we're exploring that today. So, <laughs> please, friends, <laughs> the near null chance that we have any. Please hit the like button and subscribe for more. We're going to come to you with all kinds of juicy sauce, so you don't want to miss it. Like, right. subscribe, That's hit that bell. Pretty convincing there. Um, I like to be subtle. I'm not pushy. No. My sales pitch. I feel like people come to me. Hurry up and buy. Yeah. Buy it now. We also want to make sure that we're letting everybody know this is more just to hang out and have fun and have some honest conversations. If we feel like we're having to pitch ourselves, we should probably be taking a drinking a drink because we're not going very hard. So um, I do want to uh, give the, the disclaimer to everyone out there. There's a strong chance that you might get offended, and um, this is nothing more than glorified cable access. Uh, in the essence of being our truest selves, uh, we may say things to be funny, to be passionate, or purely out of ignorance. Um, the good news is that we're quick for self-reflection and change, and uh, we have no intention of hurting anyone's feelings, but if we do, then change the channel. Stop what you're doing, find a hobby like pickleball, and move on. Go on now, get. Go on now, get. Go on now, get. Go on now, get. Okay, get off my yard. Um, it's about us, it's about uh, being real and honest. I think that that's what everyone's craving in the world, let alone the industry. I have, I have a... a a distaste for posturing and people always acting like they're they can never be in, in uh in penetrated if you know what i mean which the real estate world is full of everyone's getting penetrated in the real estate world let's just be funny. it's just the, yeah the, the it's laughable kool-aid sipping monkey suit wearing needle dicks Wow. Or everyone's on a panel or some horse shit. I mean, I guess this is our de facto panel because no one invited us, but whatever. But the true essence is to talk, sir. We just don't go. Talk some shit. Talk some shit. Let's do it. Okay, wonderful. Um, today's beef. We're going to have beefs. Yeah. Today's beef. Lenders and coffee appointments. Why, you don't, why don't you want to commit to the full lunch? <laughs> because if I want to, I don't like breaking bread with somebody I don't know, That's right? Fair. Or don't like. So how are we supposed to get to know you without? It's the same reason you ask a woman on a date instead of just going to your house. I get. I guess right? it's fair. Well, John just asked him to go to his house. You know what I mean? But you want to be able to escape when you can, and I mean, I would imagine too. I, I do the same thing when I invite clients to lunch. Like, the eating thing is awkward. Like, look, I got a lot to say. What do I do? Stop, eat. It, I feel like it drags it out. So I, I, I kind of appreciate the coffee for the most part. You have the ability to exit quickly. You do. Right? Both parties. Um, and that's kind of what we've been taught in the industry, which is this know, a calculated is, is, is this a calculated move? Is this a uh, you should this is an appointment? With a, this is a, an appointment with a soft touch. You can bail if you want to, or it can progress down a line of, of things. Sure, it's, it, it's a good introduction, just as Aaron mentioned, right? Sometimes it's, it's not less dinner. Commitment. It's not, correct, less commitment, I think. Right? They're more, more likely to show up. Stage. Are y'all doing, I mean, we've known y'all for years. Are y'all doing coffee appointments? Should be. Should be. Should be. I'm more of a happy hour guy. That's more of my clientele. I think that's right. where I think that's where I'd see a little bit more of that easy, easy entry. I mean, you get a little bit of grease lighting here, which will help out. But correct, it flows a little bit easier, right? Uh, not as formal, 
Um, so that's that's more my style. But hey, man, people, uh, you know, do whatever works for them. Coffee is really not my deal. Mm-hmm. However, um, it may you, be Aaron's. What do you drink? You don't drink coffee? What do you drink? Red Bulls. Man, I'm naturally ju- juiced, man. Monsters? Yeah. Uh, no, man. No energy stuff, dude. I'm just drinking water in the morning. Surges. Maybe a little bit of Jameson. You nice. know, that's about it. Yeah. Wow. Not a coffee guy. Yeah, both you guys have been in the lending game for a long time. Obviously, we both know you guys personally and, you know, on a professional level, too. Um, I will say y'all's, y'all's marketing efforts and y'all's hustles are, are very this, very similar. You guys are both dogs. Y'all both go get it every day. Y'all are successful. Y'all make good money. Y'all been in the game. I've watched you build it from the ground up. I remember when you came pitching your shit to me at Apartment Experts when we were little babies in the game. And now you're here. I've enjoyed working with you and gotten to know you through the network around here, which has been awesome. So I think you both have different styles and different ways to approach it, but the end result's the same. So... Back to the coffee date situation, I do want to ask, you know, do you guys have any recollection on, you know, what engages that and what's the what's the end result when you guys pinpoint agents to go to coffee? I mean, obviously it's for business, but is there ever any shame and like, hey, agent, I know you've been in the game for a long time. You probably have a billion people that do this, but let me buy you coffee. Like, what's that like? What, what motivates you guys to do that? You got to find a need, right? So if they don't need a lender, which they all don't need a lender, or they don't think they do, right? So you want to pull out a, a need. What do you? What can I help you? How can I help you close more transactions? Maybe they don't even know that we can help them close more transactions, right? So you you want somebody as a there there has to be a need. Otherwise, you got to convince them, and then it's just like you're spinning your wheels. What I've found is the biggest driving factor of making those connections is actually is actually doing it in a transactional format, right? Starting Having them a transaction? Typically, let's just say a listing agent, right? And you're kind of <clears throat> soliciting them through the transaction, right? And you're providing them information, providing them updates, just showing you how you how showing them how you do business. Mm-hmm. That, I feel, is the best way to prove your worth or value to that agent, right? Absolutely. People yeah. can talk a lot. Real estate agents talk a lot, right? Lenders talk a lot. The proof's in the pudding, right? It is getting stuff done quickly, efficiently, um, and making their clients happy so that they look like all-stars at the end of the day, right? right? You do that in a transaction that they're involved with, it'll pique their interest. Right, it's like, right? It's, like it's like a sport, it's like playing against you in a game. You stain them, you're on the court, you drop 45, they can't guard you the next year, you're a free agent, come, come on. on. I, I love the chase, that's what it's come all on. about, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's about the chase, it's about finding people that, that need you and that's a good fit, right? We're not a good fit for everybody. Aaron and I aren't gonna be a good fit for maybe the 80 year old gray hair, right? Right. But I prefer, guys, unless he does I prefer, cocaine, do, do, I prefer like the that? older okay. ladies. Okay, well, because you're, you're <laughs> and small they, I, like, Yes, and they love your baby I, face. Yeah, because you, you're sharp I, and you're I don't know looking. why, but it, it, I just feel like they can spread your name like wildfire you know what I mean? What's I don't your know. Grow up north, yeah. You, you have a Cindy little, yeah, little honey Chief, I don't know you, but I bet you're huge with the grays and gays. <laughs> yeah, I can hey, see that. Would, they all pay, right? The grays and <laughs> gays, they all pay. pay baby. That that's one thing uh, that it needs to be reiterated in society is that in order to be, in order to discriminate, it costs you money, right? So discrimination and capitalism don't really go hand in hand. Agreed. Right, and, and, and that's one thing that society doesn't. Re- nobody can uh, really describe that. Or no, you don't hear that much, right? Right. 
Because it would be dumb. Like, how much information do we have to take now on a, a 1003 about their ethnicity and their sex and all this Correct. shit? Uh, and Marital statuses and all sorts it, of stuff, it, right? Well, that has to do with title, and I could understand sure. that, right? But it's like, who who cares if they're, you know, if they're Polynesian or if they're... Correct. doesn't matter. Right. You know what? You said something that's really cool. I've, I've, I've never heard it that way. Discrimination got no room in capitalism. I mean, like that's a that's a that's a beautiful thing. I mean, obviously, that's a huge piece of what I hate about our society today is no one ever looks at the big picture of that as to why we are who we are. And I mean, if you look at the lineage, you can't you can't discriminate in this business. I call myself a chameleon because I think I can get along with damn near anybody. You put me in a box. It's a great trait that you have with a million right? people, and, and I appreciate that. And you guys are the same way. But I love how you put that. I think we should put a shirt. Whatever you said, we'll we'll roll back the footage. Grays and gays. And, and no, the only sure and, and no, the only areas <laughs> the only areas where discrimination is uh, warranted or warranted, let's say, is time. Right? If somebody's just okay. gonna suck my time from me, then I might punt on the deal and say, "Hey, I, I'm sorry, I can't help you." I get right? that. Or if you're dishonest, it's like sure. it's like lying to your lawyer. I get right? it. It's like, I'm right. here to help facilitate this deal and I know all kinds of gray areas we can fit into, right. but if you're not being transparent with me and I don't know what you want to do and what's going on, it's very difficult for me to put mm -hmm. the puzzle it's together. It's a bend don't break. I mean, I've never, I've never fired a client in that regard because I feel like to me, it's a big picture. I don't, if you're a shit bag today, you may clean up your act and not be a shit bag 10 years from now and I still want you in my pocket, right? But I mean, I guess there, there are circumstances where it gets a little gnarly to do that so yeah can yeah. i jump in real fast uh with a with a personal like kind of tying back to a like current like woke culture and everything like that and we're trying to get we're trying to exercise all the discrimination out of every single industry out of every single thing um i think that it's now becoming a part of like the general like zeitgeist or everyone's mind view of like let's eliminate discrimination let's call out discrimination to the point to where now it just becomes a, a game in a way and I heard something I saw something on someone posted something on Facebook a while back and if they're listening to this someday I'm so sorry I have I, I, I come out of this from out of curiosity they had some uh, group meeting at the uh, KW corporate office about discrimination in real estate against against um, gay and lesbian people and they were talking about lending and I and I thought to myself, kind of the same thing that you mentioned, like discrimination has no part and has no place in capitalism. I was thinking, with all the fair housing stuff that we have to go through and that we're trained on, and that what we can ask and what we can't ask, and all these other things, they had they pulled up all these statistics about how uh, I think it was gay and lesbian people were denied more on an industry basis, like across across the board, they were denied more loans. And that you know, this is just evidence that this is such a uh, still such a big problem in our in our society. And I'm I'm thinking, what a crock of shit! I would agree. Crock of shit! I agree. I, 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 I even agree. I even pecked in, and I and I I felt like so I wanted their to pull this for, back. their foreclosure rates then should be a lot lower, Sh right? Should be if lower? there's qualified buyers, mm -hmm. right? And they're, they're not, not being qualified mm -hmm. and not purchasing a home. Then you would think that their foreclosure rates would be would be a lot lower, 
right than the average population does that make sense i'm not sure if i'm i'm not sure if i'm following On a percentage I, would, I, would basis, sure. I mean yeah i mean I that's say, a back end argument to them i don't i don't know what being gay or lesbian has anything to do with it i don't know if there's a form that you guys have fill out i've never felt it on any application seen it on any application so i'm i'm sitting there wondering who, who's signing up for these surveys why are they promoting this and and everyone who was at this like Agreed. little a meeting was like yeah, I mean, yeah, be, like let's get beyond that. Maybe I got blinders on, but I mean, I know enough people in this earth that I, I don't think there's a single one that I can think of that would hear that you're gay or lesbian and be like, nope, I'm not working with you. I mean, like, do you ever run across that in a in a, in a personal we're, environment? We're or in like, 2023, dude. Yeah, I mean, right? it's like, I, don't I mean, know. love who you want to love, love who you want to buy whatever that, home you want to buy. Like, I mean, that this get, is mm-hmm. get whatever, and that's a capitalism aspect. It's like, I don't know any hustler or dog that will say say no to that. Because well, if of it's that. not this old man, this old man who who keeps uh, who keeps you know scripture in his in his pocket. Then it's going to be some young hustler who's going to say, "I've got you, let's go." Well, like, there's all hungry out. people out there. There's hungry people out there, so it's like if one lender doesn't work, then wouldn't you go to another lender? Right. Like I don't see how the statistics ha- has any sort of merit or value. And when I piped in on that thread, I was like, "Where did where did y'all get this information?" I got a uh, like, "We're not sure. We'll f- we'll find we'll find out for <laughs> we'll you and send it your way." And I'm like. Where the fuck did this information it's, come it, from? They, who are, who they, is they think Austrian. they think that way, so Who's they making? they do whatever they can to mold their. Basically, you, make, you make the statistics. To, to be honest to, with to you, me, I bet you that environment was just the typical K Dub Kool Aid of what other seminar or function could we could we well, put on so that people have something to do during the day and say I'm going to a seminar today. Think and about how many post- other demographics bullshit. could also claim that same thing. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Which probably have egregiously been. You discriminated against probably I mean, in a lineage I'm perspective Irish. historically, right? You want to um, talk about the Irish lineage? We got <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, I and mean, we got fucked up. No one says a word about it. Tell no, us, John, what happened to the Irish back I in the 1800s? Back then, but I know we got fucked up. <laughs> Tell us, okay? Jameson, hey, right? as I drink Jameson Jeez. Irish whiskey, I, this is the Florida <laughs> Scottish. Hi, sorry, the other. Sorry, led you to hear. But I, I like that. It, I like it, that aspect. It's, it would be for somebody to say, "I'm not going to help them because they're." a certain race, a certain sexuality would just be over the top stupid. So that's not that why. Would never that would never cross my mind. That before. would be wild, especially when I feel like lending has gotten more to this. You are... Uh, it's so compliant. You're, you're the ju- you are the Justice League floating, sure. around the, floating around the orbit in a satellite, and you guys are working. I'm assuming mainly virtual, unless you're doing some in person, and we're going to do some do some emotion building, some rapport building. Sure. Otherwise, you're you're going virtual, right? If you're not interacting with them in that way, and it's just a name and a and an application and a story associated with them. Then what, then who, who would care? It's, and embar- why would that, it's why embarrassing that for me to go over the portion of the application where I have to after ask their right. ethnicity. Yeah. Why are you asking why does, me why this? Does even, that's that's how how many years have you been in school? Mm-hmm. How is that applicable to anything? Does that other than the government wants to monitor if you are a undergraduate, a high school student uh, who Maybe graduated? That's, what it is. That, that is that's exactly what it is. What it is. That right, is absolutely, hundred percent. But why? But why would that matter that to them? Have to keep because they're just one hundred percent. They're keeping all the stats associated with these things, right? Who's getting loans? Who's getting denied loans? Right. What ethnicity they fall into? What demographic they fall into? It's just it's a 
It's so, an information gathering exercise. So when they build enough data and they 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 understand there needs to be a um, you know economic crisis, they just sit down and say, "Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Push a button, and then we're in a you know a downturn of a market." Man, I think that's a, a big big thing of the data collection is they get to control every little piece of what we do. But what comes with that is more volatility, right? Because you can't control. There's certain things that you cannot control and that aren't linear. See, but but the right, archaic, that, like as we get bigger, but the archaic mindset and how it's the system set up is to feed off those stats. I mean, I think it's going to get to a point where there's a threshold to where that does become a little volatile. But I don't know. I'm, I was having that conversation with some people today at lunch about just you know the recession that we're in and everything. I, you know, I, we were talking about the timeline and when things are going to turn around. It's like well, whenever they want them to. You know, I mean, it's like it's it's all Ooh. controlled by the entity. It's like I, I made a joke. I was like, there's a, there's a Illuminati, a hierarchy that's just chilling in a little ivory tower, and they all look at each other. It's like, man, that was fun for a couple years. All right, you guys ready for the recession? You, y'all good? Y'all good? And then boop. You know, policies are affected um, by the people just at the top rather than the majority of the people. You know. For, uh, for, 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 and let's give, a, let's give a good for instance. During COVID, they shut the whole entire world's economy down, right? And then, so everybody started buying a second home. I'm moving out of the city because these people are nuts. Mm-hmm. They want to control my life. I'm going to move into a rural area. I'll buy it as a second home, right? So you're not buying an investment property moving into, which is fraud, mm-hmm. okay? So then everybody started buying second homes, so then the federal government came and said, we're gonna put a 3.875% hit across the board on all second home purchases, right? The, there's a threshold, an APR threshold, a fees threshold, which is significantly under that amount. So it, abs- it, it, it negates all second home purchases, purchases now. Right. You practically can't buy a second home. But instead of saying, hey, we're gonna make it where you can't buy a second home, they put these stipulations which make it practically where you can't buy it unless you put a significant amount of money down. Right. Right? So it's like Who does that, that benefit, right, at the end of the day? Right, but that the causes one issue and then they it's like a whack-a-mole, so they go hit that issue, they think they solve that problem and out of it, it, there'll be another issue that is a result of their decision making instead of letting things work themselves out, you know. Did you guys run into a wave of California people um, oh um, um, buying second homes in Austin, Absolutely. Texas? Um, Aaron and I did. They might have been. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't they might have been buying primaries and yeah. moving. Right? More investment but investment deals. We, we had know, more in, investment in, But in investment deals that they were coding well, as it, second homes because the pricing was the same as primaries mm-hmm. until gotcha. basically Fannie Freddie said we're now going to involve these loan level pricing adjustments because we know what you're doing. Well, right. Yeah, there was a six month period where I had everybody in California wanted to buy a second home in Round Rock. Oh yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. And also Strange. inquiring about the rental rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, they wanted to talk about their for? cash flow, yeah. and I'm going, oh, I thought you were coming here to visit your son that went to college at UT. Yeah. Right? yeah. We're just trying to get residency <laughs> for the college tuition. And, and can I claim my homestead on this, yeah. right? Yeah. One of those things. Um, that's, that's interesting that you were mentioning all those things. I don't think that all that stuff is really pieced together or what we might necessarily see on some of, some of the realtors are going to be aware, and I want to use realtor, everyone who's licensed like under that realtor, although it's a trade organization, I don't think that I was aware of what was going on there, but that's really interesting to say that like, they're like, no, we're gonna squash that, even though we forced this, we forced this outcome, but we're gonna squash, it, it, it seems 
the whack-a-mole approach is, is one thing. It's also just trying to stick the fingers in the dam and try to, like, you're not creating solutions. And that's where I, I, I was telling my kids this yesterday. We were driving around, and, and uh, my kids were talking about one president being good, better than another president, which, by the way, we should be really pointing our fingers at Congress for sucking so hard for so many years. Who cares about a president? It's the Congress that should have the real power. But they were telling me all this stuff, and I was like, you know what? When it comes down to it, I was like, I don't know if it's necessarily about a, a president in particular. Um, I think it comes down to the 5,000 people if it's even that many, it's probably less. The 5,000 people that are making the decisions on behalf of 360 million people, that's where it gets a little bit weird and strange. And that's where it gets to be very reactionary and it has to be above above and beyond anything that would stand for reason or measure. And they have no track record, zero track record on, 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 on handling things appropriately at this point, in my opinion, I would think. Every, everything everything is so archaic, dude. It's like, just like everything else. Like I, I firm believe that like religion needs to be revamped. I mean, look, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into that, but I, I feel like there's so many ideals that we've carried on for centuries and just eons that just have never been tweaked enough to like fit what's going on now. I mean, the internet changed everything. I mean, let's break it down. That mm -hmm. was the, that was a pivotal mark of like, all right, we really don't know shit. Let's expose ourselves to the mass of the vast universe that we know of. And as we grow this like database in our heads and like understand what really is happening, things need to fucking evolve. And like the political system hasn't even touched it yet. I mean, why are there two parties? First off, I mean, that should be eradicated out the gate. And like you said, I mean, you have- You're you have right, this John, one party. Give it a ball. That's what we okay. have. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Why, exactly, exactly. And it's that's that goes back to that button pushing of like, all right, we've swung this far enough. Y'all ready to go the other side? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. ready? I mean, and they, they do this. I mean, look at our president. I mean, it's a fucking joke, dude. I mean, it's it, a, is a joke. it really is a fucking joke. So, I mean, we should go through this process of of evolution. It's like you know, it's like either evolution or extinction, right? Like those are the two ways that science and Mother Earth figures out how to fuck shit up or keep it going it's like we're on this path now but i think there's so much money in it and there's so many old trivs that it's going to be challenging to do that but i bet our kids they see something different than we do more than likely well i'm worried about us being so siloed that you know going back to what what aaron was saying about uh just for those um you know secondary properties um we're all so siloed in our industry and in our organization that we're focused on what's kind of mattering to us most but what we don't know we don't know and i think that makes it hard to kind of see that bigger picture of you guys are being affected there it's affecting us there's uh there's nar on our side who is trying to promote, promote more home ownership in other programs and other things that i don't know if that's going to be beneficial for the for the country as a whole or not depending upon how or what they do there's a lot of just like people just yanking on pulleys and pulleys and levers and having no idea what's happening well, well think about the the reduced rates for people under a certain income limit right which i don't think that's a, a, a a terribly bad thing, but that was just a sway, right? From what we've seen, it seems like extreme to extreme, just in the poli you know, political you know realm. Same thing on the lending side, right? Everyone was taught, hey, higher credit, more income, right? Better rates, right? Now we're at, you know, if you make under a certain you know income limit, right, you get a better interest rate, it's like right? Taxes. For first-time home buyers, for first-time home buyers specifically, right? Mm -hmm. It, you know, it. Again, the pendulum swings really quickly mm -hmm. back and forth, and it's just uh, it's 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 an evolving industry for sure on the real estate side and everything else in the U.S. What I love to see is like the affordable housing on a condo 
where they like isolate one unit and say right. we're gonna put this price at 160 when everything else in that square footage is going for 280 mm-hmm. right but, yeah and it's like in order to fit in that box that it, like it's so small that because there's income limits and then it's like with the hoa fees is like whoever put this together has no idea what they're doing it's it's a token it's a token carrot or like bread and circuses for people to say Mm -hmm. for folks to say we've done something to provide affordable housing steve adler came in austin Mm -hmm. under an affordable housing platform which now we have kirk watson but affordable housing didn't happen under steve adler unfortunately but one thing that we found that maybe not maybe not is uh common knowledge is that whenever i have clients or like new clients that are asking me about um low income or first time buyer programs or something like that. Hey, are there are there any like affordability programs that we can get into? I also have to say there's teeth on those things. Yeah. There's always there's the always box. some trade off that actually makes it pay makes a higher it not even rate. worth it. And it's more like this token lip service to to get you a home to say that someone made an effort to do it, but it's right. not it it has no lasting impact nor real nor real reality. Lower interest rates when people are higher risk doesn't make any sense at all. It seems counterintuitive. And yeah. the percentage of units that are available in those affordable kind of projects, I think they're set aside, what, a percentage-wise? It's very, very, very few units, right? Just like you said, it's lip service to say, we've we're done, do it. We've we're done these things, right? Yeah. Not to say it's a bad, a bad thing But it's to not going to be like a single mother with kids who like needs a place to live that, okay, we would help her out. It's going to be like a... A wealthy daughter, a wealthy son who wants a condo in downtown Austin, who right, who doesn't really work, so he can meet the income limits. Well, some of the things that we found that when I was helping some buyers in 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 Mueller years ago, and they uh, I didn't get that referral, Justin. I'm sorry. This was this was before I even know. Neither did I. (laughs) Well, who'd that go through? Who'd that go? That was a cash purchase, huh? Sir, we uh, they're all cash. They're all cash purchases with you two motherfuckers. I was trying to tell you, hey, you ever all that cash? If I ever told you all about the lady who won the lotto, hey. It's that, it's that scene Great from, story. from the Dark Knight um, with the the Q the pool the pool cue, you know, where he breaks it in half and he throws one one at the two people. And he's like, whoever comes out can be on my team. So I'm gonna do a deal. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Dog's gotta get the bone, baby. Yeah, Dog's gotta get the bone. I, I think we just might leave and go set a coffee appointment. <laughs> yeah. Go set a coffee appointment. Go set a coffee Yeah, we'll go get a coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was good. That was good. So keep going about your Mueller. I'm sorry before I cut what you What I was off. going to say to John a little while ago is we have to be careful about talking over each other. It's fine for conversation. It sucks for the people that are listening. So we got to be careful. But for, for Mueller, they had their own... It's not what it's about. They had their own affordability program, which you had to use. You had to use their lender, and this was like close to about ten years ago. So before I knew you, and I was, you, I was still was swinging a you. sledgehammer. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, the way that the program worked out was that you could not rent the property. The Mueller program had first right of refusal on the property if you sold it, so that way they could put put somebody else in the, the affordability program in there. And they, if you if they didn't buy it from you, then the then I think like twenty You're capped on your twenty percent of the profits twenty percent of the profits went back to the program. Correct. So it's like if you can't if if you can't treat this as if it's your property and enjoy all the benefits of property ownership, 
then it's truly just another rental program or, or like a glorified bank account if that right. so I, like it, there's just so many teeth on these things and and there's all this window so you're gonna dressing. help me get into a home and then you're gonna take all the upside from me correct okay thank you how beneficial it was awful. so benevolent. It, it, it was bullshit, and, and, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't meant to help. Pe I mean, they have to have a mechanism to feed it, but it could have come from different. It could have come from different directions. It could have come from the developers with commercial aspect rather than the residential aspect. Lots of different ways, but I think it's some of that window dressing, and that kind of leads me to, to one other thought that I've had recently. And I don't know if you guys offer these, and I want to be careful about shooting you on the foot. But there's one thing that I've been hearing about lately with three to one buy downs programs for the first three years that like soften the payment. Uh, in the very beginning, but at at the end of the day, you're going to go right back to that interest rate unless you can refi. Which, if the ability to refi, all is the, all of the days. disclosures though have the rate, the qualifying rate. So it's not like we're showing them one thing and giving them another, mm -hmm. right? So they're aware of the the rate where it's at and what the payment's going to be. Mm -hmm. So it's it's and you're qualifying based upon the base rate, not the not the reduced rate for the first three years right? so let me ask you this do those rates i guess balloon up to a higher rate than you would get no, out the gate so there's no all. there's no disadvantage and it's just rolling mm. dice it's, I mean, is there it's, more cost up it's front slightly like, there's a delivery fee to fannie mae and freddie mac for a tent buy down so it's a slightly higher interest rate like on the secondary marketing side um but no, it's not going to go higher. It, it, it's not a variable rate. You are capped. Well, no, but, at that well, but I guess the landing rate, let's say the the three to the one rate, is that mm, going to be higher than year four, not the third year? Correct. Or whatever. You're the on, landing on. rate at the end of that trajectory is that higher than what you get just on a standard thirty-year conventional loan? Maybe an eighth higher or something. Not. The, the juice the, the, is worth the squeeze on that. The, the catch Bottom is, is those three, two, one buy downs have to be covered by sellers. Okay. That's the Where's the let me fuck come you. say, hey, I want the two, one buy down. I want to buy down my initial rate and I want to get a two, one buy down. That two, one buy down has to be seller provided. We have a bar, we have a borrower paid version of that, but that's like, you could do that on your own. You could do it yourself. Right. right? You take the Correct. delta between six and a half and four and a half that on a monthly basis what the difference between those two interest rates are and you just put it in a savings account okay to, to subsidize well, your own mortgage so i had some other buyers who had a different lender uh than you guys i always put i always try to uh feed my homies as much as possible no doubt but sometimes i can't i can't do i can't do anything else for weak, people who Justin, are choosing like what's a rocket mortgage and i'm like I don't, okay, we'll fuck. I don't, well, let's I don't fuck agree. this deal up. I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> totally, totally. I don't agree with with using that. I want you to know what other options are out there. I really want you to go talk to these guys, but I can't avoid that. But they brought this three two one thing, and the more I'm finding out is yes, you have to ask the seller for. Mm -hmm. They had like a five hundred, roughly five hundred thousand dollar loan, and they're like, you have to ask the seller for sixteen k, and I'm like, it's, oh my god. In addition, the seller was overpriced. So when we were asking the seller to chop off their arm, like even though in reality they were overpriced. We're asking you to chop off your arm, and now, oh, also, by the way, you have to pay like 16K in closing costs, so these guys don't have to pay roughly six, and I, and I did rough cocktail napkin math. It just, you pay 16K to save 16K well, the, initially, that, so you're that, still asking it from the, it's the sellers the, who get hosed on that, but, but if you have any sort of knowledge about it, if someone asked me, if I was a seller and you had 16, and someone asked me for 16K, I'd be like, you're not my buyer. I'm sorry. And I have a better position than other people, but like at the same time, I'd be like, I, so I'm offsetting your, your cost. Why not, why not get 16 K just to keep, why even bother with the program? Sure. Absolutely. It, it is a, it's a you, talking point right now. 
because everyone's interest rate sensitive, right? Mm -hmm. It makes sense for certain situations. However, money in pocket or money in hand, there's something to be said for that as well, yes. right? If you're not as interest rate sensitive or payment sensitive, it may not make sense to do a three, two, one buy down. It may make sense to put that money in your pocket and move forward, right? Once you get to the three, two, one buy, buy downs, they get super expensive, Aaron. They're probably three to four points of the loan amount is typically like a, a three, two, one buy down, right? The costs are pretty mm -hmm. great. Right, that's right? why you can't do it with 5% down because you're over the seller pay contribution. Right. So there's certain right. instances where that it makes sense. A lot of instances it doesn't make sense. See, but on that note too, so like that new build that I closed with Wolf, <clears throat> they were giving away six and a half percent towards closing costs and whatever you wanted to do with it, right? You guys understand closing costs have a capacity. There's only so much I can actually put towards my closing costs. Correct. They gave us options. They had this workaround since we were investors. They had this CMG financial whatever was doing something to where you could take it off the sales price, which might have been advantageous, but you guys know, I mean, y'all do that to a certain extent. It's not going to save you much. I was buying it for a, I'm going to hold this bitch for 10 years. I mean, it needs to make sense on the rental rate. So I ended up rolling like 15K into buying the rate down. I got it like a 5.3 and it was like 15 grand to buy it down from like 7%. I've never seen that. It was the first time I've seen that much money go towards a buy down. And it was it was substantial. I mean, as far as the closing costs, isn't that the same goddamn thing? That if I'm gonna ask a seller for fifteen grand, why not just buy the damn rate down? No. And here's why. Why? With that buy down, the difference between seven percent and five and three eighths, whatever you're at, what's the difference on a monthly basis? It was substantial. How much? Three hundred bucks. <laughs> Several hundred bucks. Yeah. So it would take. At three hundred bucks a month, that's, that's thirty six hundred bucks. That's my argument. And I'm like, but I'm explaining it to you. If rates come down and you refinance that 15K, it's gonna take you, I don't know, I would do a break even with you and I would say, okay, if if we spent 15K on a buy down and you save 300 bucks a month, 3,600 a year, how many years does it take you? It takes five years nearly to make that money back on the buy down where the temp buy down stays in an escrow account. If rates come down, you can use the remaining balance in the temp buy down escrow account towards the cost of refinancing. Okay. Whereas so you're, you're the 15K, it's gone. Okay. Right? right. Unless you no, keep I, I the mortgage in long enough to so make the, the three, two ones, like how, how, what would the rate be? So, scenario. Same scenario, but we'd spent the 15 grand on a three, two, one, the seller paid for that. What is my starting rate? Four. Let's just say your base rate. So that's substantial, seven, right? but after a year? Five. Okay. So then I'm caught up to where my 5.3 is in all in all essence of like legitimacy marginal, right? Right. So I went one year. Now what if what's the year three? Six. Six. Okay. I've just made it up in a three-year trajectory with that fifteen thousand. What you're talking about. My point is, isn't it the same damn thing at the end of the day over a three-year period of me spending fifteen grand buying down a five-point-three on a conventional loan that I'm going to have for three years and not gamble that the rates are going to change or do the three-two-one? Should have discussed that with your dollar. loan officer at the time. I did. He didn't have a three-two-one, and that's not the case. And uh, sidebar. You can't do it. You can't do a ten buy down on an investment property, anyways. Right, so it wouldn't have been. Oh, so applicable. you, you okay, had to do okay, a but even, it's, but only, it's only for but primary. But it could have so been my primary. Fair, Regardless, fair. This isn't my scenario. I'm just spitballing, like thinking about the big picture. I, I think the like temp the Biden has significantly more impact than any the cost of any let, permanent let, let, Biden. Let me throw some at y'all get paid more on temp Biden? No. All. Okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> okay, sidebar real quick. Sidebar real quick. I have, I have two questions. First off, 
I've never told you I have a cash buyer and not been telling you the truth that it's a cash buyer full. If I went to another lender, I'd tell but you do you ask? Up. Do you ask them if they have a financial well, advisor? Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal with you is you want me to to dig Strong in. Strong arm them no, into you going me with to. me. It's like the way I operate in business, like, look, I'm going to tell you what's up. I'm going to show you the big picture approach, give you the data that I think you need to know. And then I'm gonna let you make decisions from it. It's not my job to convince you one way or the other to go somewhere. Maybe I'm fortunate enough to not. Hold on, let me finish. finish. It's not not my job, and and maybe I'm fortunate enough to not have to do that. Do you have a fiduciary? 100%. And I give them the data. I give them the data. So is it your job to to look out for their financial best interests? I give them the data that I think they need to know to make the best decisions. I will tell you this story. I referred out one of my buyers, new build, long trajectory about a 13 month build in Calterra and Dripping Springs. The motherfuckers are proud of their homes. Take forever. Every grain of sand, they're like placing it exactly where it needs to go when they're pulling the slab. So 13, 14 fucking months to build a house. Outrageous. Regardless, they got a house in, in Sugarland. They're selling. I referred to my Houston agent. She's a pimp. Went to my high school. She went to, I don't want to say names. But, anyways, she's selling their house in Sugarland. They are, she's getting these contracts sent to her. They have to either sell it for the proceeds rent it out or they dip from or they dip from the 401k to get their money which they can do either way they're going to close we'll close on a second we had a contract fall through she's getting like three or four contracts thrown at her that they don't like they're like i don't want to commit to this i know it's a down market we can make this work she texted me this morning she's like hey can you talk to them and tell them to jump on one of these things it's good for what they want and i'm sitting there looking at this thing i'm like look I know they got, and on the back end, I've been talking about other things. Like, I know they have options. I told them, I was like, look, I don't want you to dip in and restart a 401k if you have it. So let's try not to go that route. So we can go down that road. If you're not comfortable with it, then we'll do other things. And so they, I've fed, I've fed them with the big picture of what they know. I'm not going to go to them and tell them to jump on one of these contracts, but she wants me to. And I think that's the same case with you. I don't think so. What I'm saying is when I hear cash buyer, a lot of realtors tell me, I got cash buyer. Do you go ask the buyer, like, have you ever came into it? Where, where did you come into $500,000? Did you save this money on your own? Was it inheritance, right? Because Aaron, I'm a, I've I'm a had huge cases. Whore. I don't care. Just show it to me right now. Let's exactly. Go you, you don't. That's you not, don't that's care. Not how I operate. That's that's why I get right. discounted and, by that. And that's and that's fine. Like, look, I've had a lady. A, let me tell you a story. I had a lady. Won the won the state lotto in Louisiana. She won three hundred thousand dollars on a lotto uh, in Louisiana. She went and told her realtor, "I'm a cash buyer." Right? She bought a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home and helped her kids out with the other fifty thousand dollars. Next thing you know, she's a nurse, makes sixty grand, has no has no money left. She didn't escrow the taxes, right? Because she has no mortgage. She owes income tax on the uh, lotto on the lotto winnings. She didn't know. Nobody advised her that she needed to pay income tax on the lotto winnings. So she's coming to me and asking me to cash out on a home because she was a cash buyer, and now she's in a, a position where she can't pay the property taxes, can't pay the income taxes, and she's going to be foreclosed on. I mean, I, I would say that's a special situation. It, I, I, would, it, I would say that's it a dumbass. I would say that's a dumbass person. It, it is unique, right? But all the cash, let's not assume all the cash buyers out there are just fucking savvy and know what they're doing with their money and hey, 
right? So it's like Most often maybe you should put a two hundred thousand dollar lien on the four hundred thousand dollar purchase. You could always pay it off in the future. That's like a, that's right? like an NBA or NFL player blowing their money with these million dollar contracts. Like to, to me, that's not their advocate's fault. That's their dumbass fault for not understanding that they don't just fucking blow. Two hundred million dollars in the course of a three-year period. I get it. Well, what you're saying the two hundred million is really about one oh six. It's all relative, right? Because the tax man takes. We could break this down all day. So all I'm saying is, you have a fiduciary responsibility, right? It's okay to ask a few inquiring questions. All I'm saying is, my cash buyers don't make you a penny. That's true. But then what happens is they come back to me. Like your boy, uh, what was his name? And we could have bought it four and a half percent, but now we're cashing out at six and a half. When have you ever seen me sell to a cash buyer that's been a bad idea? You never have. I'm just saying. I don't think I have. You know what? It's it's okay to entertain the line. Johnny Lang. Lang, go ahead. To, To each of your points, there's situations for each person. It may or may not make sense, right? Um, when interest rates were at three percent, right? Nobody wanted to buy anything cash. Right, and so why, if you wanted to finance and, anything, which makes, fin- which makes which makes financial sense, yeah. right? Now, you know, I mean, depending upon the financial situation of the buyer, it may or may not make sense, right? Rates drop, they go pull cash out at a little lower interest rate. But to your point, Aaron, totally get it. Mm-hmm. Moving on, hey guys, I want to move this to another prompt. Hold on, before you say this, I wanted to, I wanted to preface this was like most people would sit y'all down on a podcast and ask you, tell me about the rates. When are things going to go a certain way? Yeah, when are we going to get back? When, when are we going to see four percent interest rate? Instead, Never. Instead, we're going to ask you this question. Go ahead, Justin. Are lenders the Air Force, Navy, or the Army of the real estate world? <laughs> the fuck kind of questions? That? Do y'all know anybody in those branches? And why yeah. did you put? Why did you put Marines? Because they're part of the Navy, you dolt. No, they're not. Yes, they are. The Marines are. By, a Marine would come in here and kill you in a heartbeat. I, I would, Marines are by themselves. I would say that the army the of the real the estate world. The no. I would say the army of the real estate world would be y'all. Because we're out there. Real estate agents, pounds, right? Your troops, right? Pavement. And you're just like, that's, that's why I'd say we're the. And you're just like fodder, right? right? Like you just throw you out there and y'all just get just Ooh, wow. mowed down. You know what I mean? Right. He's mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, we're the I, Marines. I, I would say the lenders are our Air Force because we're running like air traffic control on this bitch, right? It's like coordinating all of this shit you, from from a from a non you know uh, military perspective. From what I know, right? right? I would say we're probably like kind of the kind of the Air Force, right? Um, you know, just. It, it, Aaron, go ahead to you. I, 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 that's what I would think. I, I, think that's, that's I would good. say Marines just because we got to do a little bit of everything. No, you would definitely not. If you're they're not, not they're they're on their own Yes, I'm not lying to you. One, yes, y'all are definitely not Marines. Marines are out there where, fucking slaying the motherfuckers. Look, here's here's the lineage. <laughs> Real estate agents are the Marines. Dude, I will, okay, tell, I will, I will call a CPA me, and no, no, say, do it, not listen, file the taxes. I need you to adjust them. Okay, Air Force. I like that. I think that that's very. I think that's very pointed. Eye in the sky. Uh, not looking out for the. Sir, Hold on. Let me sir, no. Let me finish. What? Grandstander. Grandstander. Madison. What is it? The Navy. In the Navy. The Marines are part of the Navy. They're considered their own branch. No, they're not. Say, Google, are they considered their own branch? <laughs> like, first off, ask Google the right Who's question. Who's the authority on this? <laughs> Well, okay. okay, either way, Can, let me finish. Okay, so they might we're, be a subsidiary we're Marines, right? Okay, so we go in there, we cut people, we do their thing. Insurance agents are like the Army. Like they're, where they're just these nerdy dudes that just go out there and they cover you. Hold on. 
You guys are Air Force, no doubt. Title company, Navy. Okay. Family on that? Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. You have, wait. You have title, insurance, lenders, and, and realtors. That's four, but we have three prompts. I'm throwing the Marines in there because they're on there. You ask any Marine, get, get any Marine in here, they will cut you if you say they're part of the Navy. I promise you. I don't know if that's true. Cody Scott. Can we get Aaron? Cody Scott. My cousin's in the Marines. Can we call, I call Cody Scott right now? Can we call Cody Scott right now? Do you think we can tell Cody Scott that we're on a... Can we call... Yeah, I'm going to call Cody Scott just say, right hey, what branch What if he says, yeah, you? John, we're part of the Navy, you dumb fuck? I mean, you might. Okay, you handle that, but quietly. Uh, Aaron, did you... Did you give your response? I would say Marines. The lenders are the Marines. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just because we got land, sea, and air. Don't. Like, whatever we need to do. You got to be versatile. Like, if I need to go re renegotiate your notes to extend them for 36 months to get the income, I'll, I'll, we'll do that. Hey, real quick, real quick. I'm on a podcast, so you're being heard by a bunch of people. There's a there's an argument right Correction, now. Correction. So you're asking, heard by five we're asking, we're asking Who asking wants people, to be a millionaire? We're asking people. Um, <laughs> so, we're talking about, like, branches of the of the military, and we're asking, like, if a lender's an Army, Navy, or Air Force. Someone excluded in that question Marines being a branch of the military. Are the Marines their own branch? They're a department of the Navy. Fuck oh, my fuck. dick! But would Suck you would you dick. would you would you classify yourself as an own branch? Yes. Like hands down, absolutely. So both right. Would kill yourself before you were you, right. you, you you said you weren't your own Never branch. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Like you have a knife in your hand right now, and it's up against your chest, ready to ready to make the move. Yeah, I mean, we're the Marines. We're not, you know, it's not the same as the Navy. We're just the Navy oversees the Marines, but the Marines are their own separate. They're an autonomous unit group. within the Navy. And how how big of pussies are most Navy people? I mean, someone's got to drive us to the war. <laughs> My man. Okay, thank you, Cody. Oh, bye. Oh, thank you, Cody. Oh man, that's great. But also, I think I think does, don't any seamen out there might disagree. Yeah. <laughs> All the seamen. Um, but don't like don't the armies have like doesn't the army have like the Rangers and Green Berets? Green Berets. So the Navy has the SEALs. Which one was Steven Seagal? All of them. He's a SEAL. Steven Seagal? He yeah. was not. He's a SEAL. In no, Madison. I don't think so. Is Steven Seagal a Navy SEAL? He is not. So. In that under siege? In under siege. He's a fucking Navy SEAL in under siege. Okay. Do you know how to spell Seagal? Was that hard? Was that did you, did you caught up on that one? I still feel like I was right. Who came up with that um, question? That was bad. What do you mean? I'm just joking. It was, was solid great. Five it was great. It's, oh, God. Sorry. Put some thought he in was a karate guy. Are you cold? You I think you're better than that. I think you come up with She's always cold. She's like a chihuahua. Okay, next one. What does the typical life cycle of a lender look like? Can I, can I, can I elaborate on this just briefly? I know I know what I would say like someone coming to real estate where they're starting <laughs> where they may great. go most of them are gonna fuck up um, but like when they get to like later stages and eventually they get to like a long game stage like if you if you if you survive basically it's like if you survive in the wild what what does it look like as a fledgling lender Jonathan Lane very similar to a real estate agent you're thinking what the fuck am I doing for the first 12 months, right? Mm -hmm. You don't know what you don't know, right? Um, you're trying to pick up as much as you can during those first 12 months, trying to build as many relationships, set as many coffee appointments as you can. <laughs> you're like, would you, um, sir, would you like to have coffee with me? Appointments that, that is what is drained, you know, what is drilled in your head. Um, I think the first 12 months is figuring out 
what your business is going to be and like loan guidelines. Same thing as y'all, filling out a Trek contract, right? And just the basics of getting it to the goal line is probably where you start, right? And that's gonna be your first 12 months of, of business, right? It's kind of, who am I? Who do I wanna work with? And what the fuck am I doing, right? Um, once you get over that stage and you're knowledgeable enough to speak to people, agents, buyers, you know, people similar to that about the options they have, right? It becomes much easier to build those relationships, right? It's a, it's a knowledge gaining kind of first, you know, 12 to 24 months. So that you can go into a meeting and say, I'm the expert on this. Same thing as y'all, right? When you're starting out, you're eating what you, you know, what you can, you know, at that point, um, you know, as you get moving, right? You come, become the expert in that field, which becomes a lot easier to deliver a message that you'd like to deliver. Are you gaining tangible skills or are those, or are those skills only, only are those skills limited by the companies that you work for or with? I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's a personal kind of like a drive. free agent. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's the same thing like as a real estate agent, right? We're W two employees, but we could go hop on a different team. Holler if you want to go ten ninety nine or. Y'all are y'all right, W two doing broker? Yeah. I'm ten ninety nine. No. You're ten ninety nine. Hey, or what? What's most of the industry? Or what's typical from what your expectations? We we don't have stats in front of us, so we can't. Typical verify, but. would be W two. The market is shifting to a ten ninety nine model. How does that work, though? If it's eat would you kill kind of situation, like do you just get a base and then bonuses on top of that, or what? For W two? No, ten ninety nine. Well, no, there's no oh, base. Sorry, sorry. You're self-employed. Oh, so it's a draw, but it just reduces your commission. So if you make 300000 in commissions and you have a $36,000 draw, you just made... So you just do it through... You just pay taxes every time you pay yourself. Correct. So if you're a W-2 employee, they're taking the taxes out. So most, so that's how it's been historically, W-2? Hmm? Wow. Well, I think after, right, the recent history. after the financial crisis, they made it where... you. Mortgage companies. That goes to the next question, which I love. But he's a broker, meaning he brokers loans. <laughs> and how great is it for the people that get into the business the first year? They don't know what 1099 means, and they realize they got to pay a $40,000 rack oh, at the no. end of the year, and they're going, um, fuck, I ain't got it. I don't do that every fucking year. I wanted, I wanted Aaron to go a little bit further with, with what he was saying, but um, I kind of lost track because John gave me a wink, and I got giggly. Um, <laughs> so the skills are the same because you're still working with the same overall parameters. Most loans are conventional or FHA or VA, right? Mm -hmm. So the guidelines stay relatively the same. It's the scenarios that differ and then you run into a roadblock because the scenario doesn't fit the parameters that you didn't know existed. Okay. For instance, if you were buying an investment property and you live with your parents, you can't count projected rental income on the purchase because you don't have a housing expense, mm -hmm. right? So you're thinking, oh yeah, we can count 75% of the projected rental income. We got enough income to qualify. And then you get it submitted to underwriting and holy fuck, you can't count the projected rental income because you don't have the housing expense. Right, you've been living with dad. For but unless you've ran months. across that scenario, you wouldn't know that. So it's more of like knowing knowing all... all it's guidelines. It, it seems different. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to draw some like parallels to the real estate world, but it's not. It's more like it's being it's a very, lawyer. It's very similar. It's the same thing. It's like... Um, I'm trying to think of something where I've fallen on my ass. When you said that scenario, I was like, every time I fuck up, I learn how to be leaner and meaner. And I always have this 
there's always been that like kind of like overarching theme of you can be in this industry for 40 years and still learn something new every fucking day Dude, <clears throat> it's probably the same thing it's like i don't know what's 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 uh, septic tanks like there's there's a there's a capacity of a certain size of septic tank versus how big how many square feet the house is like you go inspect that and you might be like oh you're fine you know and then you go get as it long as sure you can flush <laughs> butt wipes yeah, down nobody, it who cares? As, nobody, like, as long as it's 11 o'clock <laughs> it works my day so so in that in that note like how many times did y'all fuck you, up a deal because y'all didn't know the hair you on still it. fuck up deals it's same just thing. can you same overcome thing, it same, same thing in, in real estate there's always a gray area to get it over the goal line right if it's a qualifier qualifiable qualifiable buyer and there's a little hair on it there's gonna be a way to tweak that typically to make it work right whether it's amending tax returns, whether it's not submitting your future tax returns right, and going lease. off the past stuff, right? Yeah. We've all done that, right? Um, as you grow in the business, you learn of what the pitfalls are of what to look for, right? Which is what I'm trying to teach my team and say, okay, these are the things you need to be looking at, which is the same thing that y'all are doing too, right? But it comes with experience of seeing, you know, 500,000 deals. Right? And the difference being from a team perspective, when you fuck the deal up, and you're on your own, it burns. You have to deliver the news, you have to overcome the scenario, right? Figure out a solution. Whereas if your team fucks up the deal, it's like you still handle it. So it doesn't burn them as much. So it does, they don't, you don't learn as much, I feel, if you're not the- The primary. If you're not the tip of the spear, right? Mm -hmm. Because that that's, if something's fucked up and you will learn it in every single deal, you'll never run into that problem again because you already know the problem. Correct. That would make, I could see some, some analogies with real estate, stuff that we come across in like a physical world versus you guys hanging out in the financial world. Like we're, we're kind of like, I feel like this weird uh, aggregate of like different skills, a lot less financial. In fact, most of the most realtors are, are, are completely mindless about Inept. financial uh, and uh, they stuff. have a fiduciary. And they have a fiduciary. What? Say it again. Yeah. Hang on. Can you say it again? You're saying it funny. Say it again. Fiduciary. Fiduciary. Like hey, a fiduciary. Hey, go fiduciary yourself. Wedding and you hey, want a fucking fiduciary? Unbelievable. This guy. You motherfucker. You're drooling, but, like, dude. I can I see. <laughs> but y'all, y'all hang in that. Y'all hang in that realm a little bit more. We're we're kind of like we're on the ground, but we're also writing. Con we're we're dealing more with the contracts. Um, it, it it seems it seems really interesting how um, how y'all get to play with these these tool like we're going to talk about issues like John went septic physical element of the property not con not contract related not negotiation I mean, so related contractual shit though that will fuck you up of course I mean, but it's, for them it's like all financial things how do things fit in the boxes and it seems like you'll have like a weird relationship with your underwriters like they're part of your your team but they're also kicking you in the nuts every time something like that's depending on the, depending on the lender is it, is it well don't you want an underwriter to kick you some in the nuts? of them have in-house no. some don't i don't i don't i'm not sure if i understand that relationship you gotta understand well. too that the underwriter's ass is kind of on the line because if those loans are not getting sold to end investors, right? They're the ones that underwrote that loan. So it's more of a cover your ass. And even worse, if you get foreclosed right? on, Did they get then you're, like, and they go back and audit right? the file and the underwriter overlooked something or didn't. Is there an underwriting or some sort of like punitive system involved for the underwriter? And then it's like, well, that underwriter's mm -hmm. gotta be the bitch of the office place and be like, get I'm that sure there's licensing, you gotta it's be li licensed. Not that there's damages that are collected, but there are definitely repercussions 
if those things are continuing to happen. Can you can you, can you are you okay to elaborate? I don't know what's going to have you guys strung up at the end of the day. Like, uh, can you elaborate? Like, All what right sort of repercussions would happen to an, uh, the, 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 com the company loses a lot of money. So because because all the money, the money isn't made on the monthly interest. It's made on packaging that loan and selling it on the secondary market and taking a three, four, five percent right. immediately, right, to cover your expenses. Now there's servicing fees if you have a servicing portfolio or whatever. But if you don't sell that loan, you don't make any money on the deal, and it's a liability on your book. Basically, if they don't do a good job, it looks like trash. No one touches it, and you have this hot, stinking pile of shit. stuck on your book. Yeah. Trying to fucking get off, right? Mm -hmm. to, back to your point about how our businesses are, are similar and different. I feel like you get a lot more of the emotional perspective than the lending piece, which is which is you know good and bad. However, when you build that rapport, you've got a client for that transaction forever. Lending, it's very transactional, right? It's not emotional. Because right? the runway's longer, though. I mean, like, the runway's longer. You guys are, For inserted, you you guys are inserted at a piece, well, right? I mean, it's hard because, you know, we'll work with somebody for six months, right? Following up, providing, you know, information, estimates, things of that nature, right? And then once the rubber hits the road and you're under contract, you're just another piece in the assembly. Line, right, right. Right? And you're disposable. You're a commodity at that point, right? Somebody else in some unless, say unless it's it, a fucked up deal. Well, correct, but I'm just saying clean gene type of stuff. We, we, we are like you ain't going nowhere. We go like this. We're on the numbers side, and it's we're a disposable piece. Whereas when you ingratiate yourself to these clients and build their rapport, they're clients forever, which mm -hmm. is the benefit to y'all's business. The benefit to our business too is we don't have to build all those relationships because we have transactional <laughs> stuff that's coming in. Right? There's benefits and, and downsides to both. I feel I like uh, I feel like realtors were there. Like someone's like there's like just a scene of like. Someone just like breaking down and like weeping, and the realtor's like, "I fucking got you, come here." And then like, and then it's the me, the the lender walks in, and it's the like gif of Jay Z being like, backing out of the room, right? Title the next title company too, right? Okay, so that that leads to the next one, which I I giggled hard. And the following question, way to go, the Dark Knight thing. We were already in line. I didn't read that, and I said it. Way to go. So this is this one's funny. Honestly, how do you fuckers get paid? No one Vol knows vo volume of transactions. No, okay, no, okay. no, 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 no one understands. Don't, don't give me that bullshit. No one understands. Like, okay, compounds on a month. I want to start from the beginning. They package the loan. They sell it on the hold secondary on. market, and that we get a portion on, of that. What about no, the loan origination that, fees? What is where, where, where that's just the bullshit to cover? Okay, 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 okay stop it, stop it. The four hundred fifty thousand dollar loan. Go. How do you get paid? No one knows. I no mean, one it, fucking it, knows. It, it varies, right? <laughs> see, see, no one fucking knows. It, it, it varies. We are not paid off of discount points. That is simply for a rate buy down, right? I mean, I'm not. If I charge you seventeen grand for the rate, I'm not making seventeen thousand dollars in my pocket, right? That's for the rate that's provided. When you brought your rate down for fifteen grand, your originator did not make fifteen thousand dollars, right? Yeah. We make substantially less per transaction than you guys do. Absolutely. On an average, yeah, we make probably work less as much as we do too. So I mean, it makes uh, sense. I don't know if that's per transaction. Full. Come on. You know what? Do you know what the shelf life of like your involvement in one deal that I do versus like the fucking? I mean, like my my bones are bloody by the time I'm done with it from just crawling. Like the I mean, on all your new from, your, 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 your build deals, but you make bones. but you make three percent on the purchase price. Right. We you know make. What? 
between 80 and 150. Like 100 bips. So, so, on, 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 on average, on, first, 1%. It's a basis point. 100 bips is a, is a point. But that's on so a dollar, make, right? So you can't say like 80 or 100 bucks. A basis point is 1% of a percent. Okay, but uh, again, so See, this, 50 is a, basis this is a skirt that I hear from you fuckers. Too much. It's like, I can't even hear. Like, what's a bip? I heard a What's bip? a fucking bip? What's a bip? Before we go into this. Before we go into this. Before we go into this. Okay. I want to paint a picture. I need another Jamie. I want to paint a picture. I have worked clients for years. I have long feared. I have long feared. Years. Hundreds of homes. Missed meetings. Miss meetings. You should have fucking. <laughs> excuse me. Miss Cowboys. Happily miss meetings. You did not miss a Cowboys game, dude. Don't tell me that shit. You that's rescheduled. Probably, that's probably accurate. That's probably accurate. Although at the end of the at the end of the I'm game, probably you're probably. I should have went and showed a fucking hand home. If this it, is if it, the thing that the thing that fires me up. Thing, thing that fires me up is people always bust my balls about the money I make in this industry, but they don't fucking know. Hey, well here's here's my retort to that. If it's so easy, why don't you do it? Nobody can fucking do it. To be honest with you, the people that fucking do it still can't do it. There's a fuck ton of agents that suck balls, and they don't. Well, make the shit. wind has been on everybody's back for five, no, ten no, years. No, two or We're three gonna years. find out in the two, next two or three twelve years. to twenty-four months who can months. swim. Look, I was forged in the darkness, like born in it. And so I mean, <laughs> that's why I found this is from steel. Na- I, I wasn't like some I scraped and clawed my shit in it. Like some real emotional music over this, and yeah. y'all just cut uh, to him, so and it's like one of those motivational. YouTube videos? What I feel like is that is that when any lender or another person checks me on how much that 3% costs me, they've never dug into my soul and understand that there's not much left. You're okay. telling you're telling me that so, you've so never slept is, with a client. <laughs> is, is your, is your point that lenders are overpaid? 100% no. Okay. You guys Do check we, me first before this conversation started. You get you get three percent of the deal, motherfuckers. Y'all get inserted well beyond the the work and sweat and tears and just verbal jujitsu that I had to go through to tee it up for you guys to even have a chance of making money. I mean, like, let's talk about that. Hang on, hang on. Your tongue's I doing backflips. Yeah. Hey, you're you're turning it. Hey, you're turning it about you. And I want. I'm hear sorry. About okay. That. Now back back to what's John, a fuck a bit point. What is a bit? So it's it's basis points. Madison. One hundred basis points is one percent. So one pip. So if you make a hundred bips, you make one point on the deal. So our world lives lives in basis points, right? That's how these loans are priced. So if it's a four hundred thousand dollar loan, you make, you make four you grand. Make, you make four grand. Okay. Right? And the government so, takes. 25, oh, talk about taxes right now. 35, about taxes right now. 40% hey, of the fucking money before I even get it, John. Want, I don't get to go right off the gasoline in the Corvette, John. You guys, okay? I don't get to write off the gasoline. Fucking money dialogue. You know what I mean? Listen. I don't get to deduct so the Corvette average, from my income. 100 bips a deal? On average. Sure. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. So I heard for a deal, we get 100 bips. <laughs> And a bip is a hundred bips is one percent. I'm talking motherfuckers just say you guys would motherfuckers just say one percent. Hey, 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 can I have this? Because it could be eighty bips. One point two percent. We'd say one hundred twenty bips. Do you guys always? I could say eighty percent of one percent. Linder talks. Do you guys always talk like Smurfs? Yeah. Just when you're talking about hey, hey, Justin. Hey, hey, this next deal I'm gonna make three hundred bips. You cool? Hey, I'm gonna give him a discount. Only charge two hundred seventy-five bips. Well, here's the reason, right? Is if rates are moving every day, right, and they're moving by 15 basis points, we're not going to say rates have, our, our pricing has changed by 0.15%, right? 
But I've never well, heard you say our pricing's changed by a bip. Well, <laughs> well, that's how we talk. I don't tell you that because you don't understand what that is. We just exactly. lost 25 basis points. Exactly. Hey, hey honestly, 40 how do you motherfuckers But on a rate sheet, probably moved by 60. Basis points right. make sense. Okay, and so like over, so when you go back, in, back to where y'all said it like compounds, right? It's like a commission-based structure. Over the course of a month, do you guys get more bips the more you close in a month? I'm on a tiered get? system. So if I close over eight deals, I can get up to 150. Bips. Or 1.5% yes. people. Okay, okay. So, but that's on, but the that's at the closing. Basis. But what about that What about that element of resale or is that company dollar versus versus lender? Company is dollar. Co- company so dollar. Correct. I mean, the impetus to sell or the, the ability to sell doesn't come from us on a loan origination standpoint. Right. We're doing Once the loans. We're done with it. You guys, we're funding the loans, yeah. right? We've got a whole kitty of loans that we funded. The company is then but selling what, those off in the secondary market, and that's where they're making their real money. And, that, and that's spread income. That's 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 multiple. In, that you have as a company, and this is what I'm coming into more and more these days is having multiple income streams. And, and, and as lenders, y'all are first going to do the origination, and then second, it's going to be that secondary sale. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. So the only way that you're going to get a piece of the secondary sale is if you're an owner of the company and you're the one that's basically manning the warehouse line that you're funding all of these loans off of, right? So let's just say you go to Wells Fargo and you say, I need $20 million to do some loans. They say, cool, here's your warehouse line. As you fund a loan, that money goes away, right? Say Mm -hmm. you do a $5 million loan, now you have $15 million to sell or $15 million to lend. When you sell that loan in the secondary market, you recoup your $5 million, you get it back. Correct. So it's a revolving line of money. Right? So at the high level, the company level, where they're making their money is off the, basically there's a spread that they're making whenever they sell it into the sector. Do they call it bibs too? Of course they call it bibs, dog. Everybody calls it bibs, baby. Hey, can't touch these bips. So you need to get some sort of shirt that says bips. Oh, so hang on, if we're making bips sure we have shirts, yeah. gays, more gays bips. and grays, yeah. make, make it ra- make it pays, yeah. and then we hit bip, bip, make it rain and bips. bips all day. Yeah, bips on bips. Aaron, on we bips. just came in here to get our fucking dicks kicked in. <laughs> so after this, uh, after you guys revealing all these secrets, I wonder how much of the lending world's gonna hate y'all. Um, but everyone needs to know. I don't oh, think buddy. we've said anything. Though. Yeah, no, y'all, y'all this, 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 this has been actually. Uh, I'm kind I'm, of I'm curious to know. Like, what is your like pet peeve in the industry? Like between like buyers or agents ne- negotiating or a contract for a realtor and then they they kick it to another and lender. not getting the deal. Yeah, I, that just happened to me this month, dude. To your point, I had a guy running two lender, me and somebody else side by side, not transparent, did not let me know about this at all. Right? We're like seven days from closing. We're clear to close, and he's going a different direction. Right? And you're like, where the fuck did I lose control in this transaction? kind of a thing. Sometimes right? you just lose them. The <laughs> best is when they leave you and then they come back. They come, come back. back oh, that is they, nothing better. That offer is no longer on the table. Yeah, your 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 uh, your bits just went up by seventy five. <laughs> yeah. Right? Absolutely. I, I I have to say that for you guys, it's probably more of a financial thing. It's like God the time wasted or whatever like that. Because y'all aren't experiencing that emotional element, but when we pour ourselves into our clients and the emotional mm-hmm. element, when someone goes somewhere else, they're like, "Hey, I've got this other guy." You're like, "It's fighting words now." Well, y- right. y- y- y've never endured words. a listing during a down market. It's the most treacherous fucking thing that you can ever fucking endure. But a listing, like you have a listing in a down market, like I, I it affects me with my clients, right? Like I bring it home. 
personally. I personally, dude. Yeah. Like I don't. You've sleep. never eaten. You've never go, eaten. When I brush my teeth, I think about how the fuck I'm gonna have to tell them the next morning that they didn't get a showing today. Like I, I go to sleep with it. If I'm fucking, I'm thinking about their house and how I can get it moved. You know what I mean? Like you. Uh, like, me, meanwhile, no, you're not, John. <sighs> Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm, for, I'm for those you, three minutes, you guys not. have well, never, you, never you, felt that pain. For 30 seconds, sorry. You should have told him a lower price at the listing appointment, John. You God set the it. wrong Aaron expectation. Aaron Keith hey, just comes that's, with that's, that hey, juice. That's the, way, that's the way to get kicked out the door. Listen, not that you have to tell that, him that, that's Okay, not that's here's a question for y'all. Would y'all rather get the listing and go through hell to sell it or... Set the expectation and see the sales price lower than your lit that we used to look, said they look, would list it it's for. It's, it's about. I, I always it's set a, expectations. One hundred. I mean, there's an expectation setting. I mean, just standard. You have to uphold. Why? I think that I think that list. I think that listing and this lending is, is probably like. a little bit closer. We are more likely. We are more likely to be cheated on on a listing than we are for the buy side. I'm just telling you, listen. We're 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 more likely to put in a bunch of time and effort to have it be. <laughs> To have it not, to have the the seller not listen to us, not give us all the information, not share with us crucial and things, and then like, and, and then not follow the directions despite expectation settings. To have another realtor go in there out like outshine us at the time because once that clock gets gets started, thirty days later your your seller wants to hang you. Um, after about thirty days, they hate your guts. Then they're starting to shop other people, and meanwhile, there's all these other. There's like thirteen thousand realtors in there. Like, oh yeah, they're not doing a good job. Look at these photos. They suck. You dropped to realistic price. Let me come in. I'm sorry, John. I gotta gotta do it for one bit. (laughs) Oh fuck that. Then the next weekend, they're at the price that you suggested to them. Yeah, go go waste some other shits. Like that other person then sells it super quick. No one follows your direction. You spend all the time and the effort. That realtor's reaching out to him, like, "Hey, can I buy those listing photos from you for a hundred dollars? Because you can't use them anymore." Like, well, then you're like, "Oh, you mother." Yeah, fuck. That's the no, Aaron's point about structuring the whole deal, and then them going somewhere else. Not not yeah. not exact scenario, but very similar. I mean, it's same thing. It's like two one buy down. Boom, we're gonna do right. this. And it'd that. be and like a like, buy you a buyer. You take a buyer around for a couple weekends, and then. They say, "Hey, I got a guy. He's gonna give me two percent back on the deal." Yeah, it happens. Sorry, Look, we, we ain't in a fucking ivory tower, dude. I mean, we get shit on just as much as y'all do. I mean, like stupid shit, well, and, and it sucks. We spin our wheels. We we what we kill. We don't have the luxury of W two in our fucking invoices. We ten ninety nine our uh, shit. Uh, we, uh, I only get paid. Uh, I actually go negative. Paid on compensation. Out, that piece We're only out, paid out on compensation, dude. We don't do, make do, any money. Do, 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 do y'all run into scenarios? I'm sure it's the same on lending and the real estate side where there's a lot of birds chirping in the background, whether it be a family member that's in oh, Virginia every or fucking, California every or whatever deal. that bought a home 15 years ago that have no idea what's happening in the real estate market now, that have no idea, right, they in have the lending hey, side, right? Do y'all have any first-time buyer programs? It's a call. Hey, it, it's, it's, yes. the, it's the bot. It's the They're phenomenal. The Let seller. me tell you about them. It's the buyer or the seller who has an attorney in the family, oh. and then the attorney starts oh, shitting on that. everything. You're like, would you you're stop? like, you're would like, you this stop? is a this is a trek contract. Yeah. You're not changing. I've, I've, shit. I've had a guy wanting docs delivered a day before so him and his lawyer can read them, mm-hmm. and I I specifically told him I can do that for you, sir. But there's nothing you can change in the documents. But adding that additional element of those people chirping in the back is just something that's God, we don't we don't stop? need to deal with, yeah. man. And it, everyone gets hit with that, and it's almost just like overbearing sometimes. And you're like, you don't understand. 
Texas transactions, much less Austin transactions. You don't know how to fill much a contract. You don't know how argument. property taxes work. You don't know how title policies work here. You're in California, right? It's a totally different ball game. So it's something we both run up against, and it's just a, it's just a. Yeah, or I had a borrower tell me one time, I was explaining taxes, property taxes, and how they work. Tax bills come out in October, November. The values come out in the spring. Homes they went over everything thoroughly with this woman her and her husband, right? And then I wrap up the conversation. She's like, well, my aunt owns a couple investment properties here, so I'll just ask her about it. And I'm like, that's just gonna confuse you because taxes aren't the same in California as they are in Texas. What don't, like, let me know, what what aren't you picking up here so I can help explain it maybe further? And they went and used another lender in my office. Son of a bitch. Who was referred, no, it's one of those things where, good luck you know mm-hmm. but it's like wh- wh- how did that get off the rails yeah, what, what do you what happened what, yeah. i think i offended her you cannot be in, in control of everything and even like one little like loss of footing it might be the start of like a crumble of, of more things even if you had nothing to do with the surface that you're climbing to begin with i think that sometimes like you it's punch. just gonna happen it's gonna happen you in, in the industry that we are in you have to make your peace with it. Sorry, guess what? You're gonna have your heart part broken. of it. Dude. Lending, you're gonna have your heart broken. Realtors, you're it gonna happens. have your heart broken. I mean, it's a big picture approach, man. It's a heartbreaking business. You got, you got to cut it off. It's tough. I've got another question, and, and uh, I know that we're we're doing okay on time here, but guys, we have crushed an hour so far. Bravo. That was nice. Been, that's Hopefully, fun, it's man. decent. You guys, you guys are fun to chat it up. The first episode <laughs> we did was him and I, which was great. I mean, we spitballed, and him and I can sit here and talk shit to each other all day long but having you here is another element thank y'all for coming again john worked up we'll really eat up about a good 10 i saw minutes. john frothing at the mouth over there <laughs> yeah. oh, you don't know how hard we work <laughs> i work hard never been there before. Work hard. it's like it's like it's like a 70 year old hoe coming i work hard for that corvette brother, brother. you have no idea <laughs> macho man randy seven pops out oh um, yeah oh, no. you have no brother. idea um, so I wanted to go back to the miscellaneous income aspect of like the lending world. So like there is there was like the there was the loans aspect. There was the resale. I think uh, refinancing is like another aspect of that. Is there anything else in that lending world, or is it just loans? You're compensated you got your for orig- loans. You got your origination fees, but that just covers underwriting and. So it's like revenue. That, that, that doesn't come to our pockets. That pays teams and people that right. are yeah, behind the scenes. So that's why level. it hurts a lot of times when people drag you three weeks into the process, you've got a full team of people behind you that are doing all of these things, right? Title requests, VOEs, right? Uh, and it costs money. And it costs money to do that, right? Pulling, Pulling credit, credit reports. And, and then you get down the line and you've got to deliver to your team, which they weren't making any money off of that, right? You mm-hmm. were as the producer, but it just still sucks to deliver a message that, hey, I lost that deal and you feel responsible for that. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. like, fuck, I let you down kind of a thing, you know? Um, so avent- or like basically income streams are closed deals. That's how we get paid, closed right? Deals. And then our, our team gets paid off of exactly some you know processing and underwriting fees and stuff. But like, there's not a whole lot left over at the end of the day, to be no honest. Rubs. Right? I mean, you got to do a lot of loans. So to make it very fruitful. The I mean, how how fucking cush was it during uh, COVID for the for the refi game? Was it just stupid? 
was it just ridiculous? Just like people, you just sitting on your ass and just people like, you want, no, I know, you, I, I you weren't mean, sitting on your ass because you mean couldn't. That, let me finish. I, I know that you guys work hard as fuck for your money, and I always respect every bit of that. But I mean, pretty it much was, it was just it was waves, good, but of waves of people. You had to do a lot of like, work, and then it was the same shit. Like, hey. This person's offering me 2.625 and you're at 2.875. What can you do? Okay, we can well, always right? bitch about scenarios, but bottom line, you guys made some money. Don't yeah, you we made money. Well, but so did but, but so did the real estate. So know. did the real estate. Then it was harder. I mean, everyone, everyone did. But everyone ate. When, when you're making money, that's fun. That's right? what, anybody it's will hustle. Still, it's still fun. It's just hard. What, what is the what? Well, so like coming off of that, because like, you don't have the the income coming in, right? right. So it's like the Jew. It's like all the work maybe double the work right now and less reward for right. it is that you know is that mean? what the is that mm -hmm. what the current times feel mm -hmm. like oh, and, yeah. and, and like how are y'all how are y'all greeting this i mean obviously everyone's going to come up with the like positive opportunistic approach like hey this is just this is just what it go is go get but, more like, leads go get dude, more leads more coffee you, you got to be consistent man that's the key dude a lot of people right now are just shutting it down Saying, ah, oh, fuck, up, man, uh, I can't do it, right? Like, oh, I'm not getting, dude, you just gotta, you gotta make it happen somehow, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's the key. It's like you said, it's, it's just driving leads to you. You know, now, are all of those lead leads hitting as much as they were two years ago or whatever when rates were three and a half? No. However, you've got to put a lot in the kitty to close enough to get you. I mean, we can, I can predict my pipeline pretty well from my lead flow from the, like, the previous 60 days. That's what you always say. You're always like, right. I always have X amount of shit yeah. teed up. Yeah, you know what's going to hit, Yeah. right? Um, and that's the same thing for y'all, right? It's like you got to have a lot of balls juggling for those things to hit. They're not all going to hit, but if you got a lot going, but at the same token, it's very similar. We're like, if I ever, it, it, I'm fortunate to have like you know a pretty short-lived stint of this. But if I have a few days where I'm like, I'm not going to make any money, I'm fucked, and then out of the gate, four or five people hit me up and they're like, hey, yeah. we, we need to do this. So it's the same, same bag. Right? Comes in waves, dude. It yeah. comes in waves. I found that too. It's like crickets, and you're like, man, what, what can I do better? And then it's like, doo, 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 doo. you know what I'm saying? Like if you put the work in, so it's snowball. It's 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 gonna it's it's gonna happen. It's like on the weekend, right? if your phone's not ringing, you're happy because you're not bothered but you're, but you're also like what the Correct. fuck why is it my phone I'm like ringing? damn I want to send a pre I want to send a couple of prequels tonight That's you know what I'm saying like 100% hey, catch that, 22 that would be a full episode so of whenever you call the me mind on Saturday fuck. I'm like you're cool bro <laughs> I'm like you are totally fine please call me you are you are you are I reach out to both of you guys at really weird times you're my income I'm so sorry both always I'm so sorry you're in Bangladesh I need it's a 20 I'm always working Aaron what's the key to making money answering your fucking Phone. I was in the oil field before the lending world. Really? And if I, it was two o'clock in the morning and my boss called me for a job at five in the morning and I didn't answer the phone, you wouldn't go out on more jobs. So you always had to answer the phone. That was like. Is that what you did before real estate? Yeah. Or uh, before lending, excuse me? Yeah. What did you do before lending? Commercial real estate. Yeah, in Dallas. For oh, sure. 09 to like 011. Then I came to Austin and got connected and been going ever since. Um, Man, this has been fun. This has been great. Got, I, did y'all have fun? Absolutely, it's a yeah. blast, man. I definitely want to have you guys back. Um, I, I do want to give you all an opportunity to, to plug yourselves, make sure that you look into the camera deeply and uh, let them know this who one. you are, how to find you. What 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 does this one need to know? Last Aaron? name's K-I-F-F-E. I'm not hard to find. Aaron Keefe? I'm a, I'm, a, a did you feel I'm a businessman. Therefore, you can find me at my place of business. <laughs> <laughs> did, you fill out the, did you fill out the questionnaire? You told my chef probably not. filling out, and he I always did. sticks to his fiduciary. I don't, I don't think I got a question. 
I'm pretty sure I sent you a question. Yeah, I, sent, I filled it out. The robot there's a waiver, and then there's a questionnaire. Yeah, and that we're figuring this out. What we're going to do is we're going to put like a little. Your, we're going to put your your shtick below you so people can find you. Aaron, we, Johnny, we didn't come to plug ourselves. Came to you know hook yeah, it all up or good, whatever. Do good. Johnny Lang, aka Jonathan Lang. <laughs> need to find me in a professional perspective. Uh, but yeah, man, just, just here to support you all, man. Glad to be here. Wonderful. How's the time phone? This is great. Come back as. Oh, by the way, Joan and I have uh, one thing that we want y'all to to let us know, and people don't have to say yes, but we definitely want y'all to. To throw it out, who are you going to challenge? Aaron, we'll start with you. Who are you going to challenge to come on this fucking podcast? We don't have to it know be any profession. Don't have any, to anyone who you think is going to job and make yeah. anybody that you're going to get to bounce with us. You know, I mean, we want to, we want to build this thing. I feel like if we if we bring enough professions and enough per- personalities and really do this and edit it do right, you, you think y'all could rip an Austin FC player? Fuck here yeah! Hey, day. What do you? That would be that would be a football That'd be dope. Yeah. That'd be dope. Okay. I don't know. Shoot for the stars, dude. Go get Joe. Shit. No, no, no. Who do you? Who do you? Who do you know? Who do you know? Who do I know? Who I think would be good for the podcast? Who are you? Look into that camera and say, I challenge this motherfucker to come uh, to this podcast. I know that was the question. Come on, man. Don't let me say it. Let me can we circle back around. John Lang. Shit. Person, just a single individual person. And I, hey, I would we, love. We also, I would. We don't I care would, if they're real estate. I would love to get Patrick Itell. Yes. I think Itell. I'm gonna see him tonight. I'm gonna be like, hey man, I nominated you, nominated you for the deal. You challenged him. I challenged you. Right, I'm gonna see him tonight. Itell, let's go, motherfucker. Let's go. Which one? This one. That one. Let's go. Let's go, Patty. Come on. Right. Patty Itell. Phil, I challenge you to come to the rough. Rough housing, yeah. rough housing podcast. The rough housing podcast. Can we get Hudson juiced up and on this thing? Come on, let's go. Let's go. Straight it, straight it, straight it. He might have two white claws. We'll do our best. He's like I had two dark pepper before this. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I'm jazzed. I'm jazzed. Guys, cheers it out. Thank you so much. Wonderful podcast. Cheers, boys. Let's do this. Thank you, team. Bye, guys. Hey. Yeah. Yeah.